I think I've, I'm on my way to getting it fixed. right there with you <clears throat> get this screen situated where everyone can see me there we go it's not gonna look just perfect but that's okay all right well glad everybody made it back um, all that those could make it back this evening do we have any prayer requests or anything this evening I know we'll continue to remember Addie and, and her family and uh, Rhonda. Um, continue to remember Tammy and her family as they go through COVID. And uh, we sure have missed them. I'm glad I got to talk to her a little bit over the phone and through text this week. So hopefully over the next week or so, they'll be out of the woods. Um, continue to remember all those that are sick and ailing and remember those who stand for the truth wherever they are um, any other prayer request remember Andy and Barb too I forget about I don't forget to mention them so anyone else alright Brother Tony would you lead us in a word of prayer our Heavenly Father we thank you for this opportunity to come to your house Lord and we thank you for your many blessings and watching care you give us each and every day and that you continue to be with those prayer requests that were just mentioned tonight that you be each and every situation and you know the needs there and and may your will be done in their lives and uh, heal those that are sick and those that are spiritually sick uh, restore them back to the faith and continue to be with the ones that are <clears throat> traveling the ones that are uh, hindered from attending your services for whatever the reason may be that you be with each of those situations and that you be with this church, there might be a lighthouse in this community. Uh, be with the services tonight, use the speaker, even the words to say. And ready to go with us as we go through this week, be watching care for us. We ask this in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight we're going to be in the book of Daniel. And not to be confused with Joe's son, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Thought you might appreciate that. <laughs> we'll be in the book of Daniel. Um, thought we might take some time and go through a little bit of this. We've kind of taken a break from from looking at biblical characters. We've done a couple of biblical character studies, and I thought that it might be good for us to take a deeper look uh, at the book of Daniel. I don't know that we will make it all the way through the first chapter this evening, but we will try. Um, not we'll. We'll read, we'll start in verse 1 there. It says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, and with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his gods. And he brought the vessels into the treasury house of, of his God. And the king spake unto Asphanaz, the master of his eunuchs, and he, and he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all knowledge and cunning and knowledge and understanding science and such as, as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace. 
and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them daily provision of the king's meat and of wine which he drank, so nourishing them, which, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among those were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the princes of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belshazzar, Belshazzar, and Hananiah of Shadrach, and Mishael of Meshach, and Azariah of Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor of the wine which he drank. And therefore he requested of the princes of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. And now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, Fear not, I fear my lord the king who hath appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are you of sort? Then shall you make me endangered my, king, uh, my head to the king. And Daniel, uh, to Melzazar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hanani, Mishael, and Azariah, prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Then let our countenance be looked upon uh, before thee and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their countenance appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat of the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. As for the four children, God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding and all visions and dreams. Now the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, and the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and among them was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all magicians and astrologers that were all in all his realm. And Daniel continued even unto the first year of the king Cyrus. So here we have the demonstration that uh, the, the account there leading up to them demonstrating their, that their God, their God was greater than the gods of the Chaldeans. One thing I find interesting is that when they took all these children of Israel captive, it says that they took the smartest and brightest. He took, they took of the brightest of, of the children of Israel, which is, to me is not typical of what most nations do. Most nations, when they conquer another nation, they kill the head of the government or the king. At least that, we see that a couple times in, uh, in, in history. Or they'd rather do away with them and, and kind of put them under subject to them. But here they take the best and brightest and put them three, what did he say, three years with the portion thereof that he gives them so that they can be brought into the presence of the king. They wanted to make sure they were well fed and well, well, uh, well taught in order to commune with the king. But not only that, but they renamed them. They gave them, they gave them, 
Chaldean names. So, I thought this was interesting. But one of the things I wanted us to look at was the, the, where they took away the meat and gave them pulse. <clears throat> the thing that I find interesting here is that the Lord sustained them and made them brighter in countenance and, and than all of the others. But I find it interesting here that that word pulse, really there it means that they ate herbs. So it was basically a, a diet of herbs rather than of, you know, fleshy meat things and, and things that we typically eat in our diet. So he, did, he chose not to do these things just, just for his own pleasure. He'd done it for what? He done it so he could show them that the Lord God sustains them and protects them and provides their provides all that they need. Look at Proverbs sixteen. I believe this passage of scripture supports what we're what we're reading here. Proverbs sixteen and and starting in verse one, it says the preparation of the heart of man. And the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy, th- and thy thoughts shall be established. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Everyone that is proud in his heart is an abomination to the Lord. And though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. By mercy and truth iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord men depart from evil. When a man's way pleases the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. So here in this reading in Proverbs, it kind of seems very similar to what we've the account that we've started to read here in Daniel. We obviously know that Daniel had committed his commits his work to the Lord, and so do the the three other men there. So it would be no surprise that the Lord established them and took care of them. And provided their countenance there, so that when the king's the king's unit chief eunuch looked on them, that they were more pleasing than the rest. So we talked about their countenance there. Of course, we know that the Lord, obviously, no no secret that the Lord set them up above the rest of those men there. <clears throat> Why? Because they had a respect or reverential regard for the Lord. Even though we haven't gotten into the account there, we'll see that as we get further and further in, uh, into the account here. <clears throat> so let's look down there. He says, after he consented in their countenance, he, t- he talked over their countenance, he says what? He took away their meat and their wine. And then after the time passed, he let him go in the presence of the king. But it also talks a little bit there about the skills and the gifts. He says, And the four children God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom, and in Daniel having the understanding of visions and dreams. That's We know in the account we read there further on that that uh, those visions and dream interpretation comes in, the Lord uses to kind of put Nebuchadnezzar in check. Any questions so far? Any comments?
Y'all feel free to comment at any time. Don't that's it's not a it's not a monologue, so if y'all have any comments or questions, feel free to ask. <clears throat> Seeing that it talks about sometimes that we we plan out something and think it's gonna take longer and it doesn't take as long to get through that. <laughs> so we'll continue on into chapter two. It says, And in the second year in the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams, wherewith his spirit was troubled, and he slept, sleep break from him. Then the king commanded to call the magicians and astrologers and sorcerers of the Chaldeans for to show the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. And the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king of uh, King and Sirach, O king, live forever. Tell thy servants the dream that we will shew the interpretation. And the king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The thing which is gone from me, if you will not make known unto me the dream with wherewith the, tre- the interpretation thereof, ye shall be cut into pieces, and your house shall be made a dunghill. But if ye show the dream and the interpretation thereof, ye shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor therewith to show me the dream and the interpretation thereof. They answered again and said, Let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will shew the interpretation of it. And the king answered and said, I know of certainty that ye would gain the time, because ye see the thing is gone from me. But if ye will not make known unto me the dream, there is but one decree for you, for ye have prepared lying and corrupt words to speak before me, till the time be changed. Therefore tell me the dream, and I shall know that ye can shew me the interpretation thereof. We'll stop there for just a second. So he had a dream. He wasn't able to sleep. And what did he do? He called all of his interpreters, like his the, the sorcerers, the astrologers, those that had wisdom in his realm, to come and interpret this dream. But he didn't remember the dream. I think that's kind of funny. Tell me the, tell me the interpretation of this dream, but I can't remember it. It was enough to scare him, but he couldn't remember it. He couldn't remember it. So, and if you think about it too, when we have a dream, sometimes we can't remember the dream. We just know we had one, right? And it was scary or, you know, good. So then he tells them, they're like, well, tell us the dream and we'll tell you the interpretation. He says, I think it's kind of almost humorous because he says there, he says, but if ye will not make known unto me the dream, there is but one decree for me, for you have prepared lying and corrupt words to speak before me till the time be changed. Therefore tell me the dream and I shall know that you can show me the interpretation of He's like, I know you've, you've, you've decided you're going to lie to me. You're going to tell me what, what you want me to hear. So, he was, I think he was pretty upset. It seems like he was pretty upset at this point. It says, The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show thee the king's matter. Therefore there is no king, lord, nor ruler that asks such things that any magician, astrologer, Chaldeans. They're like, Nothing like this has ever happened and there's no one that can show you this because you're the only one that knows. And he says, And it is a rare thing that the king requireth, and there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with the flesh. Surprise. (laughs) They're like, this guy's crazy. 
It says, For this cause the king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arioch, the king, uh, the captain of the king's guard, which had gone forth to slay the wise men in Babylon. He answered and said unto Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree so hasty from the king? Then Arioch made the thing known to Daniel. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time, that he should show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the king known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they should desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in the night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of the Lord of, of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons, and uh, removeth kings, and setteth up kings. And he giveth wisdom unto the wise, and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep secrets, and he knoweth the things in the darkness, and the light dwelleth within him. I thank thee and praise thee, O God, thou God of my fathers, who hast given me wisdom and might, and hast made known unto me what we desired of thee, that thou hast now made known unto the king's matter. So now they were going to kill Daniel and the, and, and the men. But he's like, what? why are we getting killed so quickly? He's like, what did we do? What did we do wrong? And, the, and he made it known. So he went back and told him, he's like, well, give me time. Let me, let me discern what's going on here. And then they went and prayed to the Lord said the Lord gave him what says he gave him he says he blessed then the secret revealed under Daniel in the night vision so then you go on there he says therefore Daniel went unto Arioch whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men of Babylon and he went and said thus unto him destroy not the wise men of Babylon and bring me in before the king and I will show you the king the interpretation Arioch brought Daniel before the king in haste and said unto him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah that has made known unto the king the interpretation. The king answered and said unto Daniel, Whose name is Belshazzar? Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation thereof? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king hath demanded cannot the wise men and astrologers, magicians, and the soothsayers show unto the king? But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and thy vision of thy head upon thy bed are these. As for thee, O king, thou, uh, thy thoughts came into thy mind and thy bed, which shall come to pass hereafter. And he that revealeth secrets maketh thee known, known to thee what shall come to pass. But as for me, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom, that I have more than any living, but for their sakes that make shall make known the interpretation of the king, that thou art the mightiest, uh, that mightest know the thoughts of thy heart. Thou, O king, sawest and behold a great image, the great image of which brightness was excellence. And stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. The image's head was of fine gold, his feet, his breast, and his arms of silver, his belly of, and his thighs of brass, 
and his legs of iron and feet part of iron and part of clay. And thou sawest till that stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image against the feet that were of iron and clay, and they break them to pieces. And then was it the iron, that clay, uh, iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold, broken into pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became the great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream that we will tell the interpretation of the king, uh, therefore of, thereof before the king. Thou, o king, art king of kings. For the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And whosoever the children of men dwell, the beast of the fields, the fowl of the air, hath he given into thine hand, and hath he made thee ruler over them. Thou art this head of gold. After thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee. And then after the third kingdom of brass, which shall uh, bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be a strong iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, as iron that breaketh all these, shall it break into pieces and bruise. Whereof thou sawest the clay and the part iron, and the kingdom shall be divided, and there shall it be of the strength of iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes of the feet of part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall partly strong and partly broken. Whereas thou sawest mixed iron with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, and they shall not cleave to one another, even as iron is mixed. And in this day of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be broken to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. I'll stop there because that's a long reading. <laughs> So, not only did he give Daniel the, the vision that the king had seen, but he also gave him the interpretation thereof. We're very familiar with this passage of Scripture and how it's broken down. Um, he says, the head thereof is of you, O king. That's the kingdom of Babylon. He says, then, after you will arise another kingdom, and after that will arise another kingdom. And he talks about a little bit about those things. And off the top of my head, I couldn't find any resources on it, but I know that uh, Brother Gary Smith and I have talked about this at length, and it was pretty good. Uh, he's had a good study on that. But we know the Babylonian kingdom is the head. And after that arose another kingdom. What was that? It was the, Pers it was the Persian Empire. And then after that arose what? The, the Medes. So the Medes, and then after that arose what? The Greeks. And then after that was the Roman Empire. So we know that those are the four components that it makes up there. But he says what there? At the end, you get to the end of that, and what does he say? He says, I know the, the greater part when they're broke apart will consume all these kingdoms. And we could probably go on about the interpretation and what it means and, and get into eschatological or end times discussion there. But I won't do that for the sake of time tonight. But just addressing the, the matter at hand, the account here in the scripture, was that the Lord gave Daniel this understanding. Why? Because 
Daniel's heart was set on doing what? Accomplishing what God had tasked him to do. He believed in the Lord and believed that the Lord would provide those things. Why he went to him in prayer. The 115th Psalm, verse 12, says, The Lord hath been mindful of us, and he will bless us, and he will bless the house of Israel, and he will bless the name of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. And the Lord shall increase you more and more in your children. Ye are blessed of the Lord, which has made heaven and earth, and the heaven even... The heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. The the dead praise not the Lord, neither any of them that go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. And I failed to read that verse there before it. Verse 11 says, Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord, and he is their help and their shield. Wasn't it the Lord that defended Daniel and provided him with the ability to have counsel with the king there? Absolutely. We have no need of fear of the kings of this earth because why? They'll pass away just like our flesh will. But yet, in instances where we fear for our lives or things like that, we can submit ourselves to the Lord and he'll show us these things. He'll give us the wisdom and set us apart from all men. Uh, I thought the other day there was there's some things that have happened in in my lifetime that I didn't I would never would have been able to accomplish by myself. You know, I think number one, Lord put us here for a reason. He put you all here for a reason. And how did we how did we all discern that? We prayed to the Lord for the Lord to show us and to reveal to us what it was that we're supposed to do. And Daniel had that attitude. It wasn't that he desired to be chief among these people, but it was his countenance, his humility, his desire to seek the Lord's wisdom that put him and put Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah above all these other men and put him in this place of counsel to the king. shows you that we can accomplish great things when we put our heart to serve the Lord. And that he provided the interpretation and he also provides the renown for those other men there. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Starting in verse 19 there, this is the end of the, uh, toward the end of the Sermon of the Mount. But it talks a little bit about some of the things that we've kind of been discussing. So it says, Lay not up yourself tre- uh, treasures upon earth, where moth and, ru- and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves doth break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through nor steal. For... Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye, therefore thine eye is single, and the whole body shall be full of light. If thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how shall great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, for neither he will hate one or love the other. 
or else he will hold to one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take not the thought for your life, what shall eat or what ye shall drink, not yether your body. What shall you put on? Is it not the life more than meat, the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. And are you not much better than they? Which of you taking thought can add but a cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought of your raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, for they grow, they toll not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass which is of which is to the uh, to day is, and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what all shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For the heavenly Father knoweth ye that need have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the things shall be added unto you. Take therefore not thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So what was the what was the purpose and intent of Christ's teaching there? He was talking to his disciples. And he was talking about where you lay your treasures, where where your thought is. We talk about our desire to serve the Lord. Where is our treasure laid up? It should be. In heaven with the Lord. That should be our desires to be with the Lord and his kingdom. And then he goes on there teaching and he says, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and, and money. You can't serve God and mammon. And then he goes on saying, take no thought of yourself what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Is not your life more than meat and your body more than raiment, your clothing? So is this not what Daniel, what we read over here these, these first couple chapters, is that not what Daniel did? He placed, his, he placed his trust in the Lord to provide him with what he needed. Do you think Daniel knew everything the Lord was going to do? He didn't. Just like we don't know everything the Lord's going to do for us. But it requires a bit of faith and humility and a desire to please the Lord and do what He would have us to do rather than where we want to go and what we want to do and be concerned with the things of this earth which will pass away. But it is to do the work of the Lord because our day is not not promised. It says there, Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field which is today, and tomorrow is cast in the oven. Shall he not much more clothe you, ye, O ye of little faith? So don't have concern over what's going on, over what you'll put on or what things are going on, but be concerned with what? Be concerned with the Lord. And he says there, what? He says, th verse 33, which we know a lot about. <laughs> but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no th uh, thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. It seems through what we've read there in the account in Daniel that he was more concerned with doing, doing 
the work of the Lord and serving the king as the Lord had placed him there. He wasn't worried about all the rest of those things, or else he wouldn't have asked for pulse. He'd have been more concerned with eating the eating the food that was given him. But he desired, number one, not to transgress the covenant he had made with the he had made with the Lord. And he didn't want to take of the things that they had partaken of. But he also wanted to show the strength of the Lord there. I believe that's one of the things that they desired there. So we've reached probably the end of our, where we, the furthest we can get tonight. Any questions or comments? I've been awful quiet tonight. <laughs> and, all right. If not, we'll all stand to be dismissed. Any prayer requests or any things to make mention for this week? Hope you all have a good week. Um, stay warm. It looks like we're going to have quite a bit of winter weather this week, I think. So we all love that stuff, don't we? <laughs> we thank the Lord for the good and the bad and the ugly, right? <laughs> Well, if not, there's anything else to say tonight, then uh, Brother Tony, would you dismiss us in word of prayer, please? Father, thank you for this opportunity to get out. Lord, we thank you for this word that we've